everybody, and welcome to episode 83 of the Dry Spell Cast. It is September We're still here. of 13, 2020. We're still so, here. so I'm pretty sure last time we did a podcast, I made the joke. So because we switched podcast hosts, right? So I made the joke, like, if you don't hear from us in like a month, um, then maybe we're dead. <laughs> well, here we are two months later. <laughs> uh, 2020 has not killed us yet. Uh, it does its best, but it's, you know, we're still here. So, and, uh, um, let's introduce everybody. My name is Matt. Uh, I, I am the host here and I am joined by Austin from day Hello. one. Hello. Day uh, one. I, it, I, that was such a long time ago. It was almost, what, it's three been three and a half years ago now. at this point. Um, so yeah. And then we're joined by a special guest, uh, Jeremy. Say hi. Hi, I'm Jeremy. First time guest, long time listener. Yeah, Jeremy's been listening for a while. Uh, so uh, Jeremy and I go back to high school. Uh, you were what three like, years like younger? Currently, like, they yeah, like back three to years. High school and talk to the high school kids. They're like, "What are these creepy guys doing here?" No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, I work in high school, so. Yeah, Jeremy is a teacher, so. Oh. Yes, but, high school friends. Yeah, uh, so we we have some land parties and stuff like that that we did back in yeah. high school, and you know, so hey, <clears throat> uh, games. Yeah, games. <laughs> uh, I, I have so um, so. First of all, I need to get out of the habit of looking over here. I have totally screwed up my setup. So I'm trying to look into the camera, um, get better at that. But also, you guys are way over here, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. I have you guys right below my camera, so it's like yeah, I moved my, which is smart. But also, so my monitor is higher, and so I would be like looking like up. So I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. I need to figure this all out. I could, I could theoretically move the camera over here, but let's not let's not do that right now. What is this amateur hour? It is. It totally 100% is. So I am on a big kick of mounting things to my desk. Uh, so like I just mounted my monitor to my desk, uh, with one of the like movable arms. And so that's nice because it gives me so much more desk space, which is a huge plus. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about that, why that is so important here in just a little bit. But so I've also got a microphone arm coming. So right now this microphone like stand is literally like a floor stand. Uh, and then I just bring it over in the way, whatever. So I, like I bought a, a mic stand that mounts on the desk so I can slide it in and out. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this. It's not important. Uh, but yeah, so I have freed up my desk space. It's nice to have the room. Um, my room's completely different than it was in the past. Uh, I've had to move things around. I don't know if so, shit's happening, I guess. <gasps> yeah my lighting in here is super terrible just because there's natural light from one side and no light from the other so i'm also just trying to play with that (laughs) that's very much like a good like documentary style like okay so i want this to be dramatic right Uh, yeah half my face in shadow yeah i have a party in my background so you do (laughs) (laughs) 
had a party so, here yesterday and uh you know haven't really cleaned up so yeah. I, I can't live at large and in charge with giant balloons that cost eight dollars a piece uh, uh, yeah. a special happy birthday to alexis so um because yes. i'm sure she listens <laughs> uh probably not she has in the past but that was when she was when we were still live at boise state so yeah i i don't blame her i wouldn't listen either. <laughs> <laughs> we're entertaining damn it <laughs> so um speaking of entertaining let's talk about some video games because that's why we're here that's why we have gathered on this fateful morning um to talk about things related to video games. So I haven't talked to really um, Austin or Jason in, I haven't talked, well, I, I haven't talked to Austin in several months. I think since the last podcast, I've talked to Jason yeah. a couple times. Oh, um, wait, no, I, we, we still Snapchat each other on occasion. I get some correct. birds from you and I'll send you some, something. That is, that is basically what like, so my Snapchat, I don't use Snapchat really at all other than, bird videos and he sent me one and i said i literally respond keep them coming and like pretty much <laughs> at least a couple times a week i just get some birds and so kind of here's fun. the thing well, they're like, they're to walk around they're like <laughs> so here's the thing so like here. florida is a great place for birds lots of birds um some of the best bird watching in the world right especially like when you get into the everglades and stuff we have some of the most diverse species of birds you will ever find. Uh, and so I just like, I love them and like, I started taking pictures of them and stuff. Um, but so I go out on at least two to three to four miles a walk every single day. And it was just like one day it was just like, Hey, I'm going to Snapchat this bird because I don't really use Snapchat for anything else. So I started Snapchatting birds and you would be amazed how many people sent me back messages of keep the bird videos coming. And that's why I keep doing it. So every single day I'm Snapchatting basically every bird I see. It's hot. It's fun. You it's know, the, it's the hot little... craze. Yeah. Birds are a good time, honestly. Yeah, and since they're not real, um, yeah, government drones. robots. See, so, it's it's just yeah. You're pretty, you're filming them as they're filming you, so it's it's yeah. you know. I'm pretty sure most of the batteries have been able to be changed out by now, this so, far into the pandemic. So like, so there the should be plenty of over. little little drones out there. Yeah, we've got a maybe a month left. There's got to be a couple little stragglers they gotta swap out the battery packs on. It just reminds me that when Matt's filming the birds, it's just that Spider-Man meme of him pointing at head himself. That's what's going on. You're every filming time. them, they're filming you. You're yeah. just like, hey, I got you. Well, and every time I walk by a crane, I just look at it and I point at it and it points at me. Right. So You're um, like, I'm a crane. I'm a crane. See? Get it? Video games. I started the segue into video games and then ended up in Snapchat. So... Um, <laughs> That's my fault. Some things have happened. Lots of things have happened in the past couple of months, right? And so uh, we'll kind of work our way into news and work our way out of news and talk about games that we've been playing and games we haven't played. I'm going to start, but let's talk about Fall Guys. Uh, Austin, have you played Fall Guys? I have not played a single round oh, of Fall man. Guys. I have it. I got it on PlayStation, obviously, because it was free. Right. And 
I don't know why I haven't played it because it looks so much fun, and I like. I don't know. I'm just addicted to other uh, battle royales at the moment. Warzone. Um, All three thousand gigs of it. It's. So, I had to buy a whole new hard drive just for. Um, no, I mean I I want to play Fall Guys, and I really like watching videos of people playing Fall Guys. But then I don't know. My brother is like, you should play with fun, and I'm like, okay, and then I never play. So when I turn my PlayStation, I play you know Ghost or something else. So. So yeah, so let's talk about Fall Guys because um, Fall Guys took over the world for a while, uh, and uh, it was I think it's like. It, it follows up on the success of Animal Crossing, right? It's that, like, we're still kind of in a really screwed up time. And so here is our feel-good thing, right? And so, yeah, like, I think I think Fall Guys uh, is, like, the success story of the summer. Uh, and I, I ended up in the, like, the really early beta tests of this game. And before like the open beta started happening and so I was kind of like watching the progression of this game and I still don't think I can talk about those things. But anyways, so let's talk about post-release Fall Guys and stick on that. Uh, I have played a lot of this game with Jeremy. Jeremy has played a lot more of this game than I have. Uh, And Jeremy, did you did you max out the season pass? No, I'm rank 36, so I have four levels to go. But I'm over 30 hours into it now, so I have quite a bit of time. I actually just got my ninth win yesterday or the day before, I think. So it's been a super good time, honestly. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. hyped for season two also, but let's not get ahead yet. Yeah. So post-release, honestly, it's just, it's stupid, it's silly, it's fun. It's just a good time. It is. It's the most low-stakes thing yeah. Let me play right now. Live reaction. Just kidding. So <laughs> I, um, even though we're live streaming this, I want no live stream games. But anyways, so yeah, like I, uh, I don't know. Like it, it is, it is like, so it's the same, what, eight, 10 mini games over and over and over. But I think it's 30 total, but it's, yeah, it feels that way. Yeah. Like, but it's, I don't know. It's just it's so low stakes and silly that it's like, okay, I can, I can sit down and I can waste this, like my, like two hours playing this and not feel like I just wasted two hours playing this game. And I think that that's what it does the best because it is, it's just so much just dumb, silly fun. Uh, everything from the look of it to the mechanics and everything about it, I think is just perfection for me right now. Um, and yeah, I mean like there, there are certain things about the game that I think could be frustrating, but overall I, it's just such a good time, you know, like just hopping like, Oh, Hey, I'm a jelly bean and I'm going to go grab other jelly beans and I'm going to go like, be knocked off of this platform like a wipeout game and stuff like that it's just silly uh and it's just a lot of fun 
I think. Yeah, I agree. It's almost like therapeutic for me too. It has that same like Tetris flow state thing going on, even though it's a very different game, obviously. Yeah. You just go through the motions, but by the like 10th time you're running the same race that you've done all these other times before, like you just get in a flow state and just kind of Zen go through it. And occasionally you'll have to adapt because some random dude will just run up and grab you and not let go. But like it's just fun. It's silly. I really hate when random dudes. The physics are hilarious. Terrible. It's a common problem for me. Yeah. Always. I quite enjoy it. (laughs) Well, you're the random dude running up and grabbing people, so it's a Florida man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I think it's a fantastic game. Also, just all the hype around it after it came out with like the different groups trying to get their sponsorships in, the different games that are trying to get collaborations with it, yeah. all the fan skins, everything has just been insane for it. Also, their Twitter account is hilarious. Oh yeah, just like all their names. community so management good. team I think is fantastic. Game of the year then, is what you're saying? Fall Guys game of the year. It's up there. Um, surprisingly. So I I'm really interested to see how they kind of continue to capitalize. So they've announced season two and they they've shown that okay, like here's a couple new maps and stuff that we're gonna include. Um and obviously new skins and stuff like that. I think I think we need to see what they're going to do from this point forward because you know like yeah like i think what's in there is really fun but i'm gonna have to get more out of it right to keep playing yeah like if it keeps repeating the same ones constantly it'll get old definitely because honestly i've played every single map that there is so many times at this point in my 30 some hours yeah like and i don't have that nearly that much right but yeah like if i want if i want to keep coming back to this game they're gonna have to introduce a bunch of other stuff um because i think every time they introduce introduce new levels or new modes or anything like that like i'm i'll definitely hop back in so Mm -hmm. the more they can do that the better right they're doing a new type of level in the next season where there's going to be like platform dragging and like ramp building up to castles. It's medieval themed, so that mm-hmm. sounds really fun to me. But mm-hmm. it's gonna it's gonna be a pain because you know there's gonna be people who mess everything up because that's what Fall Guys is all about. But it's also gonna be really fun. Right. So we'll see what what happens. And I'm curious if they're going to like phase out some of the current games and just replace them or if they're just going to build up the pool. Because I kind of wish they'd build up the pool bigger so that we had more options to pick from each time. Sure. I mean, I think that you might see a combination of those two things, right? So they might pull some games out of rotation and introduce more games and or just introduce new games until, you know, there's there's a bigger pool and then start pulling some of the earlier ones, you know, like, uh, the, the soccer one, please, for the love of God, please. Pull yeah. That. I don't want to see it ever again for a <laughs> while. Anyway, like give me three months and then it can go back in so, and a couple of the tail chase ones. Yes. Just, so I guess that's the 
only major problem I have with the game is there's some netcode problems for a couple things. Sure. So where you see other players is not necessarily where they actually are, especially when you're trying to play tag with other players. It it can get rough. They'll grab you from what seems like 30 feet away, or you'll grab them and they will just not do anything. So that's messy, but otherwise, fantastic game. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, once they got past the, the, the post-launch, like... Uh, oh, by oh. the way, you're not going to connect to this game for like three days because our servers are getting hammered so much harder than we possibly thought. Well, it, it was like when Rocket League came out. They had the same issues. They, the guy literally was sitting there resetting the server like every couple minutes because it would just crash. He's like, I literally just had my finger on the button and I just had to keep clicking it. So probably the same situation is just the server kept just crashing because so many people were playing the game. Yeah, it's it's amazing what giving um, people a free game games. for free and yeah. having it be that really simple concept of the, you know like this to me this. is like uh, the when Rocket League came out. It was yeah. the same yeah. the same explosion on the internet. You know, it's, everyone's everyone's like, I you know I have all this. I have this expensive computer or like my PlayStation or whatever. And I play a free game. <laughs> and i've all these other yeah it's it's the same same situation yeah. so i do think it's almost a little more popular than rocket league was just because it's a lot more visually entertaining mm-hmm. to watch because it's so ridiculous because <laughs> rocket league is a ridiculous game and it's super fun but like i just think the 60 players all at once just bumping into each other flying off all over the place it's is just madness. visually more yeah more entertaining uh, yeah. And it's, I think, you know, I think Rocket League is maybe a little more competitive. And mm-hmm. I like that's, I think, like Fall Guys doesn't, f- like, even though it is a competitive game, it doesn't feel competitive, right? Um, Rocket League always feels competitive. Uh, it's like, it's like why, like, I won't get into it because, like, the friends that I have that are into Rocket League are really into Rocket League and really competitive about it. And it's, and- like, I don't. It's I don't want to get, fun. and I don't want to get into the situation where it's like, oh, I'm obviously the worst person on this team. Oh, and I I know I know what friends you're mentioning. I actually did jump and play Rocket League with them, and I didn't have fun because of how competitive they've gotten. It wasn't like old Rocket League when we all just got in there and just started screaming, and Matt's flying on the ceiling and somehow falls into the floor. I don't know. It's yeah. changed. And I mean, that's, I think that I miss, I miss the OG Rocket League. Yeah. OG Rocket League. Yeah. I mean, that's, that happens with basically every competitive game, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, you get get that base who just play it and over and over and over again. And Fall Guys, I'm sure will be the same way. There'll be people out there who just. I think the difference is, is I think like Fall Guys doesn't have that, that. It's also a lot more, more random. It's a lot more random. Yeah. Right. It's, it's less, less punishing too. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because like Rocket League, the skill gap between the casual players and the people who only play Rocket League is so big now. Well, like in Fall Guys, there is some skill gap just because you get timings down better and you understand the mechanics of the game and how everything works. But like, even those like brand new players can usually keep up and get through a couple rounds without having any kind of like shut down by other players. Right. And and I think like, you know, if if uh Fall Guys comes in and changes the way like uh the the hexagon map works, 
uh, to mess up the the strategy that gets of people what, falling, it's falling, falling yeah, through, they, hollowing out the middle of a platform. Yeah. yeah, if they if they change some of that up, people won't get upset. Uh, if mm-hmm. Rocket League comes out and changes the fundamental way their game works, that's not gonna fly. You know, uh, no pun intended. So. It's yeah. just, it's a it's a very different thing. Although it, it's easy to kind of make that comparison because it does feel like that viral. Oh, here's this game, and then all of a sudden it's like holy shit, everybody's playing this game. So mm-hmm. yeah, fun. I I really I really enjoy um, Fall Guys right now. Uh, but let's keep moving on because I feel like there's a lot of uh, games to talk about. Um, I'm going to let you guys kind of talk out Ghosts of Tsushima because I have not played it and I know both of you have. Uh, yeah, so have you have you beaten it yet? Or Yeah, I've actually platinumed it already. Okay, so I obviously I'm not, I haven't finished the game yet. I'm still on the second island. Uh so my main my main objective is to the uh, secure castle Sh- uh, Shimura. So whatever the main the main objective. Uh, I love the game though. It's so so much fun, and I think more fun than I thought it was actually was going to be. Uh, going into it, I thought I was going to do the stealth uh, gameplay because that's how I kind of play games is more stealthy. But this game is I'm just full walk up to a uh, camp and like challenge me, and then you know do the shoo 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 shoo. And that is honestly one of the best parts of any game I've ever played in my life. It is so much fun. Yeah. Uh, the, the cinematic killing of doing the dual thing when you walk up to a camp is just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, also, yeah. as the game progresses, the challenge and like the difficulty actually does go up nicely. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. The jump I had from the first part of the first island or the bottom part of the island up to the next part was like it was pretty severe i was like oh okay these guys are a lot harder more armor uh they're quicker so different yeah, abilities be ready for that to happen to you again again <laughs> that's what i've heard is like it just gets and i think that's nice because now i'm at this point on the second part where i'm i now just killing everyone so easily mm-hmm. i'm like i hit where i was before i moved on in the last area so which yeah. I like you get that progression of more difficulty uh, where you kind of feel like you're super, super powered and then you move on and you're like, okay, I kind of suck again. That was actually, so I played pretty similarly to you for the first two sections of the island, almost entirely just going in samurai style, killing everyone, not using stealth unless I was required to by a mission. But on the third section, I found myself using stealth a lot more just because there's more benefits to it. So like there is more incentive to play stealthily and it does help mm-hmm. deal with some of those bigger, like beefier enemies that yeah. are a pain. But yeah, it's a fantastic game. I think the combat is way more satisfying than I was expecting it to be. Oh yeah. I like the stance swapping. I like just how beautiful it looks, even though the camera occasionally can cause some problems. Uh, yeah. No- I actually, I've been hit a few times on like a, uh, one of the, call out duels because like i'll kill the guy and then the camera has to do like a whole 360 around me or 180 and by the time it finishes the guy's already hits me with his sword i'm like well there goes that i guess well now we're in full combat uh but yeah what you said about the stance swapping i don't know if matt you've realized this uh 
So obviously there's different enemy types, just like swordsmen, shield guys, spears, and like the big brutes. So you actually have different stances that are uh, meant for those type of enemies. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of a middle of a fight with you know a handful of people, you'll be switching like your stances four different times depending on what enemy you're fighting. Because if you counter a guy and you're not in the right stance, you won't kill him instantly. It'll just kind of break their guard. So you got to make sure you have the right stance on what's attacking you. And so. It's not like mindless, just button mashing like a lot of sword games would be. It's uh, you really have to think about what you're doing, and you have so many different ways to approach any battle with your throw bowls, your bow, all that stuff, and then or you can just go in with your sword. Uh, so I actually don't use a lot of the throw bowls and stuff like that. I didn't either until the end again. Until the I end. Think- just because of how the difficulty ramped up, it made it so that using all the tools was way more helpful than it had been previously. Just because I liked yeah. just killing and yeah, cutting through those huge swaths of like weaker yeah. enemies. I know, I know when I've had like big groups, I do throw a black powder bomb or a sticky bomb and like you know to kill a couple or just break their guard, and I can come in there and finish them off real quick. Uh, but yeah, it is such a satisfying game. It's and it's just gorgeous too i have to say the set really is, and the scenery is just so so good looking uh i mean that's the whole point is you know the wind kind of guiding you and everything has to blow in the wind and it just looks so good yeah so i think one of the things that i liked about it more than i generally have for most ubisoft style open world where it's just a collectathon of just icons everywhere this mm-hmm. game has a little bit of that but the first thing is that it's more worked into how the game works stylistically. Like these golden birds will fly to the thing. So you don't yeah. just have the icon scattered everywhere. It will be, it'll lead you to it more organically. The wind's guiding you as the waypoint rather than some kind of line across the world, like making cluttering up the beauty that they've created in the map design. But yeah, also I- like, yeah, go yeah, ahead. Go, oh, I was just going to say, it's just they 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 know that's the beauties of what they're going for. So there's no heads up display. There's no nothing when you're not in combat. It's just it's literally just the screen and it just looks so good. And yeah, like you said, there's nothing cluttering it. So. Yeah. And that so that kind of leads me to the next thing is while it is still doing some of that collectathon stuff that generally I'm not a fan of because it's checking boxes, there's some mini games and stuff worked into it really nicely. Mm-hmm. Where in Ubisoft, generally you'd like in like Assassin's Creed, you'd just go, you would grab the piece of paper that's floating around or whatever. This one, you'll go, you'll have to do a button combo to cut these bamboo shrine or this like bamboo training set. You can go compose a haiku at a beautiful scenery spot yes All the, the haikus are stuff. super cool i love the haikus honestly yeah. and as like an english teacher that's that's it makes me happy i just really enjoy it but yeah so there's just like more stuff worked in and then also there's extra collectibles that don't really contribute much to the like trophies like, or anything so i haven't 100 yeah. percented it because i didn't find every cricket and i didn't find some of the like lore objects but otherwise i did everything but else. what one thing i do appreciate that is all that extra stuff that you can't find you actually can use the wind to guide it to to guide you to it so you don't have to chance it and try to figure out where everything is which is kind of nice so the people who want to find everything you can in game you don't like use an external map or something go on search it up which i think is pretty cool so there's like one exception to that there's some little hidden secret shrines to these like 
gods where there will be a sign that has a bow gesture on it. Uh huh. And if you do the bow there, something will happen. And there's like ten of them in the world. I did, I did the one where the the frogs came out. I don't know if you yeah. seen that. I, I did bowed. all of them. I okay. I yeah. I just love it. I bowed. I'm like, oh cool. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. All of a sudden, I turned. I like walked and turned back around. And there's like a hundred frogs on the road. I'm like ah. <laughs> Yeah, almost all of those are super cool because it will just work in some kind of environmental effect. Like there's some where fish will start jumping afterwards, where the wind will swirl the cherry blossoms around you. And it's just like, it's pretty. It's a beautiful game. It was relaxing. And I enjoyed my time with it personally. Yeah, I, I mean, I've I've been enjoying my time, I think, too much that I actually haven't been playing a lot of the game itself. I end up just kind of walking around a lot. Uh I, I hardly fast travel because I just I just love riding my horse or even just walking and running through the game. So it's probably, you know, extended my gameplay of the game. But, you know, it is what it is. I want to enjoy the game as much as I can. And that's the way to do it. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think there's a wrong way to play. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So it's it's just, yeah, gorgeous game. Super fun combat. The story so far, I really like so it's not like it's just a generic story yeah. i mean there's a lot of uh you know more stuff emotional stuff than you think you'd find in a game like yeah. this and uh you know it's sad at times it's like really sad at parts and you're just like ah you feel bad and i mean obviously you're in war so everything just kind of sucks around you because war sucks but i think one of the most sad things about the game is Side quests nearly never have a happy ending. No, they always end bad. Like they're like you Very find someone. Yeah. yeah, so you find someone who's like, You gotta find my you know, like the one's like, you gotta find my dad, the demon got him or whatever, and it's just some band that's just killed him. You're like, Oh well here's his flute, I found it for you. And it's just like Ugh, I feel bad. Yeah. And the story is nothing revolutionary for the main mm. plot, but it executes itself pretty well and has some real high notes and low notes in it in a good way. So yeah. like there is some emotional impact. I think the finale, which I won't talk about for spoilers obviously, was it was a lot more hard hitting to me than I expected that's, it. To that's be. what my friend said. I mean he he's a he's be it already. He's like, Yeah, it's like it just took me places I didn't expect to go at the very end. Yeah, so. exactly. So, uh, yeah, recommend it, Matt. If you uh, ever decide to pick up a new game, you know, because you because you beat your games all the time, so you'd always right. have something else I to play, right? I don't. I have no. I really have no intention of playing this game. Um, no, oh, I don't. Like, it's not to talk like shit about is, it or anything. I just, I, I really don't like. I don't see it and think, yeah, I, I really just want to play this. Um, if anything, okay. it's honestly, I see like footage and I think to myself, I really want to play Breath of the Wild again. It, like, yeah, I know that's I can odd, see that. but yeah, that's like, that's the feeling I get whenever I see it. So I don't know. I will, we'll see. I mean, I am still working my way through The Last of Us 2. I know it's taking me a while. I've made it past the halfway point. Uh, okay. And, uh, I, my opinion of that game kind of stands where it stood two months ago. Uh, it's still kind of just the same. It's like, it's the slow drag of the, the last of us game has never been that much fun. <laughs> Is it number two? Is that what you're saying? Never been fun. Yeah. Well, or, so yeah. like, I, like, I don't think the gameplay of, 
The Last of Us is really that much fun. Like, and I, I don't think that's a super controversial thing to say. No. Um, oh, just the game, the gameplay in and of itself is just right. bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I didn't think The Last of Us 1 was really that much fun to play. Yeah. I, I think like, it's all just about set pieces, honestly. Yeah, it is. Like, it's spectacle and then story. Correct. So, I mean, uh, that's that's where I am. It's like I sit down for 20, 30 minutes at a time and play it and then move on to something else like Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah, there it is. Here it is. So I I have never really been into flight simulators. Um, I play like so I had a joystick when I was a kid and that was about it that that is my experience I played a Jane flight combat game that's my experience um I thought so obviously like listen back to our episodes um this year I have played a lot of simulation games so when flight simulator came out I was thinking to myself okay I'm going to give this a shot. And I kind of fell in love with it really quickly. Um, right around that time, I was like, okay, like I was playing with controller. It was mapped fine, but obviously not the greatest way to play that game. Uh, so I was like, well, let me look at joysticks just give it a peek. Um, and everything sold out, right? Yeah, oh, uh, I'm sure. I guess, I guess it was hard to find prior to this. Um, and then once this game released, everything sold out immediately. So, so when this game, I know when this game released, I delivered a uh, giant, huge box in the side of it set. It was like a virtual, like, motion cockpit. Yep. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So I, I literally delivered. Right. It was heavy heavy ass box but yeah it was like literally a motion uh cockpit for i'm assuming for this game like what else are we going to use that for i mean you probably use it for racing games and stuff too but Mm -hmm. yeah it was like a like a rocking seat and stuff like that i'm like oh my gosh yeah so i mean the the peripheral game behind uh flight sims is pretty wild right uh but so Everything sold out except for, you know, like that stuff. The, okay, I'm going to drop $500 to get myself into this. And uh, I got a message from some other people that was like, hey, uh, uh, GameSpot has this stick in stock. And so I looked at it and it was similar to some of the sticks I had looked at. It was $80 and I'm like, I'm not going to get a chance till like next year on a flight stick so if i want to get this i'm going to get it now um and so i did uh so i bought a uh thrustmaster stick with the yeah with the i got one of those in the bedroom oh nope that's something else just kidding i bought a thrustmaster with the joystick and the uh the separate throttle control uh with like the dual rudders on the back Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's a PlayStation four specific, uh, joystick, but it, 
it still works with the with uh the computer and so yeah i i bought that and yeah it totally changed that game for me um and so it's it's quickly becoming one of my favorite things to do. Just sit down, do a quick bush flight or whatever. Or um, I haven't quite gotten into flying like jumbo jets or flying like real airliners. Do you have to work your way up to that or can you just ride out of the bat, pick whatever? Oh, you can ride out of the way. Yeah, so the, you, so you just sim, you just personally have been starting small then. Yeah, so Flight Sim has a general tutorial where you fly you fly a two seat Cessna, uh, and it walks you through. Okay, here's kind of the basics of flight. Here is what how you watch your altitude. Here has how you watch your attitude. How you control the throttle. What the rudders do. What the flaps do. Um, all that kind of basic stuff, and it. Like here is how you navigate using um, VFR, which is visual, um, like looking around you, like in the environment and stuff like that. And it's very basic. You you do a short like thirty minute flight uh, to finish the tutorial, and then yeah, you uh, you can just kind of just that's kind of it. That's kind of the end of guidance for you. Uh, and so I like hopped in and I picked uh, a G1000 Cessna, um, which has like a full instrument panel with LED displays and stuff like that and try to flight. And I'm like, this is a lot. So I went back and there are some challenges where you can fly like a bush plane, uh, which is very basic. You have the steam valve like gauges and you can just like fly and the challenges are it's a vfr flight so they give you like a list of waypoints and then they just say go you can't use the gps or anything like that uh and so yeah it's been like i've been working my way through that and it's been a lot of fun um trying to land and working like out like okay here's here is the the best altitude i should be flying at for this condition and all that kind of stuff and then i'll do like i'll hop in like the cessna that like i was trained on and do longer flights and stuff like that but yeah you can hop right in from the beginning into uh seven 37 yeah i think uh i think a a 737 and just go for it but i mean so the way like the hota's flight sticks works um so like i have a little thing on my joystick where like it turns the head right because when you move the joystick you change your flight right so you it has this little this little thing on it where you can like okay i want to look left or i want to look right or i want to look down when you look down you look at your instrument panels the my bush flight plane it has like two different views uh the cessna has like three or four uh the 737 has like 20 yeah i mean it is it, it's a little overwhelming and so uh like i've been watching some people like fly them uh because there's like an achievement in the game from flying from bordeaux france which is the developer of the game to seattle which is where microsoft is the publisher of the game 
uh, and it's like a nine hour flight or something. And so like I watched, uh, uh, Rami Ismail from was, who was half of the team at Flambear, uh, fly that. And it's, it's all in real time. So it's literally a, a, a nine hour achievement. Uh, and so I don't know, like it, I want to work my way up to, it's a lot of like understanding how autopilot works. So we'll get there. I found some good, um, YouTube tutorials about all that stuff. And that's the thing that I've kind of realized, uh, with this game, it's like, yeah, you can do the in-game tutorials and get a general understanding of how f- basic flight works. If you want to know anything else, you need to go to YouTube. And they will walk you through like, um, it wasn't until I started watching YouTube tutorials that I literally started like, okay, this is how you fire up the plane. Either you can start on the runway, the plane is started. You literally just have to hit the throttle and you're off. Um, but you can also start like in a hangar or in like the parking zones, uh, with your plane completely dead. And this is how you, you know, pump the throttle here. It's how you do the choke. You know, this is the buttons you have to click to get your plane going. Uh, this is the checklist you have to go through. And then, you know, here is how you radio ground control. And here is how you radio air f- traffic control to get taxi service and like all of that stuff. Um, it's, it's in depth. It's a lot, but it's a lot of fun. I think it's super rewarding. Um, obviously I think the technology behind it is super cool where it's like, okay, the world is recreated in this game one-to-one using, you know, being maps. And so it's like one of the first things I did is I went to Boise, right. And I took off from Boise airport, flew over, you know, the blue field and over Boise state campus. Then I flew to my parents' house. Mm Mm-hmm and stuff and i i I think that that's really really super cool um but yeah and then yeah so that's kind of where i am with that uh and then i would kind of throw in since it's related um i've played quite a bit of elite dangerous since then um because that's another kind of flight sim but this is a space sim right uh it's much more kind of like battle uh you know and here's how you outfit your ship. And uh, apparently the game is supposed to be mapped the Milky Way galaxy one-to-one. And there's, even though it's been out for oh, quite some time, like there's still a lot of planets that people haven't discovered mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that. So it's, it's well, really kind of interesting. Well, are you going to be... Are you gonna like looking forward to like that new Star Wars Squadrons game? Because you can yes. use a flight stick on that. You yep. are okay. They they just announced Hoda support for it, um, and so yeah, I'm. I will likely play that game, uh, just because of the space battle aspect of it. Um, I've also looked into getting the head tracker, like set up so that like i don't have to use the joystick to look around like it will like watch my face and so i can look around and stuff i've entered the deep dark world of uh peripherals so So, it's a deep hole there speaking of deep holes 
Jeremy, let's talk about baseball for a minute. <laughs> oh God, yes. Um, okay. I have been trying to get yes. I have been trying to get people to pl- like get into baseball with me. Um, baseball is an online gaming experience around virtual baseball. Okay. Baseball. Yes. Where's it at? Where's it on? Baseball.com. Oh boy. Um, so is basically it, here's, here's B L A I S E B L A S E A S E like yeah. baseball, Place. but with an extra L the, at, yeah. after the L. Oh. I mean, after the B. So baseball is very bizarre. Um, so on the surface level, it's you pick a favorite team. Um, and so like I picked, uh, Miami Dolly, which uh, if you're a fan of Pitbull, you understand that. Um, but like, there's the New Accor- York Millennials. According to Google users, a hundred percent of them like this video game. Correct. <laughs> that sounds about right. Anyone who's played this game likes this game. Well, is it, a, is, is, it a, is it a simulation? Simulation? Okay, it is. So here, let me walk Kinda. you through this. So <laughs> you pick your favorite team. Um, and then you watch seasons are five days long. They start Monday. They start Monday and they go through the end of Friday. Um, and then your postseason is on Saturday. Uh, and then Sunday is election day. So, and I'll, I'll explain that in a second. So, uh, basically it's just, they simulate baseball games. Uh, you can watch as, um, people go up to bat and, you can watch as there's balls and strikes or hits and runs and all that stuff. Uh, and you don't see like the baseball happening. You literally just see the stats, uh, which if you're a baseball fan, you have probably done in your lifetime. Um, anyways. So as the game progresses, you can bet on games, right? Like real money. No, no. So you get, Yeah, you get in-game currency um, as your team wins. Uh, So choose wisely. And then uh, uh, you can make bets on games. Uh, The unlimited tacos, huh? Yes, so there's the unlimited tacos. uh, And it's it's a lot of really silly stuff like that. The Breckenridge jazz hands. I think I might pick them. That's funny. I'm the New York Millennials. That's my team. Oh, I'm looking. Yeah, that's good. Also, there's some fun things like if you just decide to waste all your money on just random crap, you can actually just beg for money to use for bets to start building yourself back up. So that's one of the first things I did was just waste literally all the money I started with and didn't even make any bets or any way to get money back. So I had to beg for money to make my bets. So as so you, you can't like run out. Right. So he, what, the, what, basically what the team are you, Matt? Um, the Miami Dolly. Oh yeah. I see that. That makes sense. So, um, yeah. So w- with the money you buy votes and, um, or you can buy peanuts, uh, or you like things like that. Uh, so you can buy votes and then you can go in and on Sundays you can elect to basically change the way the game works. So like, for example, like the Hades tigers won a couple weeks in a row. 
Um, so one of the things that you could elect for was to tame the tigers, uh, mm. which was, I think like, uh, I think like the top four performing players on the, in their lineup would be distributed to other teams or something like that. Um, and lots of stuff like that. Uh, early on people voted to, um, open the books, which would open the rule book. Um, if you go to the rules, uh, it's heavily redacted. So there's very little understanding of like the inner mechanics and it's constantly changing. Um, when they opened the rule book, it also opened the discipline era. Um, and I'm not hundred percent sure what that means. <laughs> weather conditions can change the game. One of the weather conditions is it rains peanuts. Um, and there are certain players who are allergic to peanuts, so they might have an allergic oh. reaction and die. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> okay. They get like stat debuffs and stuff. So your player will play well when they have good vibes and they play badly when they have bad vibes. So if they're allergic to peanuts, their vibes will get totally ruined. While if they enjoy peanuts, their vibes will get boosted. So it's just weird. There's so many different like little mechanics going on. It's, so it doesn't it's matter lot. really. So it really doesn't matter what team you pick. No, it does uh, it, purely but for yes. like the better teams. You'll get more. Um, you more gold because they're going to win more. Um, however, okay. for like a thousand golds, you can buy the fair weather flute, which means that you, uh, what is you can flute? change, you can change Let's your change favorite teams. team. Yeah. Um, but your team will be oh, disappointed. Cause, <laughs> cause you're, cause you're a fair weather fan. I get it. So here is my recommendation. Hades, Hades tigers. It is. Let's go. Go oh. for it. Um, I wouldn't at I this point, change it. But I wouldn't go yeah, Tigers. Baltimore Crabs just won the last season. Yes. So they're on the up and up. And I think my team, the Millennials, is always in the top of the league. I don't think we've won yet. No. Um, I think Millennials well. won for the first season. Okay. Um, this is too much for me. I'm just going to close out now. Okay, it's a lot. So here, <laughs> here's my recommendation. Um, get involved and join the discord because yeah. the discord is a hundred percent role play. Um, and it's just, it's just a lot of fun. It's just silly. I mean, I usually pull up like baseball when I'm like doing something else and, um, make bets and stuff like that. It's just silly. Yeah. It's funny. It's, it's the kind of thing that I'd have going on my computer at work just to like click over to while my students are doing something and I don't need to be on top of them. So it's just, it's silly. And it's like, it doesn't take work to play it. You just make bets. You watch, you don't even have to make bets. You'll still get passive income from your team winning. It's just, it's really funny. Seasons are it's, a lot longer than I was expecting to. It's like it's several hundred, hundred games. games or something. Yeah, um, because it's five days every hour. A game every hour. Yep. Yeah, um, and sometimes they'll need a break. So, uh, uh, what is it that they call? Uh, oh, a siesta. So when they call a siesta, all play stops um, until they call playback on um it's it's silly it's fun 
Uh, I highly recommend just getting involved because it's a silly. It's an experience, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an experience. Um, like being on during a game and watching your team's chat just blow up is pretty fun. <laughs> yes. Um, watching party time um, for your team. Yeah. It's a good time. <laughs> um, so before we get into news are is there any other games that you guys want to talk about i know austin um, you've been a, playing warzone i feel like uh, i feel like we've beat that dead horse and i'm not sure much has changed i'll <laughs> keep i'll keep beating it uh no a new season started they opened up part more to the map uh like the stadium's open train stations open so uh and they, they're adding more like like bunkers and stuff uh so other than that Lots of map changes. I know Jason's way into Final Fantasy fourteen again. Um, mm. Like way into it. Uh, they keep on trying to get me to play it again. I'm like, I just, I don't think I can. Apparently they just reworked the progression for the early game so you can actually get to the stuff everyone talks about being good faster now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the, even Still when I was playing, though. yeah, even when I was playing, it was like that. Like I was going pretty quick. Like I feel like I got to the first dungeon pretty early, but it was just like, I, I, I just don't know if MMOs are my, my game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. I get that. Oh, I just wanted to quickly touch on that Among Us blowing up thing. Oh, the fact yeah. That- it's an indie game that we had played months ago just started yeah. getting massive yeah and um, i think it's very strange <laughs> yeah because i think it's just a couple of big twitch creators realize that it's easy content because it's a ton of people all thrown together you get lots of dialogue lots of stuff well it's also extremely accessible easy to get into you can play it with just a mouse and there's a mobile version now too, I mm-hmm. think, or it was before. I don't know, but all of that yeah, is just it, massive. It totally existed. Yeah, yeah. Like, so yeah, we, we had played among us, um, you know, whenever we can get a big group of people in, like we'll play like among us or SCP or something like that. Right. So like among us is, um, fun and it's silly and it's just, again, it's, a very low commitment uh and it's easy so, to role play and okay i'm looking so, at it right now it's five yeah. five bucks i'm like yeah it. we it's started playing cheap. in february so, so yeah a, a it's been ago. around a while um yeah november 16th 2018 so nothing particularly new it's nothing no. new uh and so basically what among us is is you have um an imposter and then you have like normal people who cl- complete tasks. So the imposter's job is to kill everyone before all the tasks are completed um, mm. or sabotage before a certain time. And right. And so everybody looks the same and you basically run around. Uh, and as somebody's completing a task, like the imposter can go and kill them Uh and then you just kind of chill, right? Um, you're a ghost and you also have tasks that you can help complete or whatever. Um, and the, the imposter can do sabotage things that require people to go complete another extra specific task uh, or whatever. And it's just, you know, short, silly rounds like that. Um, 
easy yeah, fun. I think the and longest it's, game is like 10 minutes maybe yeah it's super quick it's like that um winter game that we played project winter yeah project oh, we, winter that we, we played. never played it we sat in the loading <laughs> we didn't have enough people um <laughs> yeah it's like that but I, it's I never played. more acceptable yeah, yeah a project winner is has a much higher learning curve <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've because like our like like the Austin and Jason and like Jesse and like all of that group, like I have tried to get into Among Us for quite some time. And then I feel like it just randomly it just blew up out of nowhere. I was like, oh, OK, well, maybe now everyone will listen to me. And I think actually they've been playing it, so I guess they don't need to listen. Well, to I me. still haven't because I don't want to listen to you. I'm just kidding. I, I listen guess. to you and I'm just yeah, I think for us it was I, like it's on sale for like two dollars or something, and we all ended up grabbing it. Yeah, but yeah, it was super fun. I like it a lot. I'd like to play more of it. I just need a group. People, people in games. Yep. So, um, let's talk about people in games. Uh, there's been a lot of news over the past Fair. couple of months. Um, and so it's, I've kind of like sussed it down to a couple of like the bigger just themes. Uh, and so let's talk about like, for example, let's talk about Microsoft. (laughs) Um, so Microsoft, uh, had their Xbox game showcase, I think shortly after, um, our last podcast, in that they showed i thought a pretty good smattering of games so for example they showed um our first real look into halo infinite they showed that they're working on a new fable uh state of decay 3 tetris effect connected everwild which is rare's new game uh grounded and psychonauts 2 those are kind of the games that i like came out of that thinking like oh yeah all of this looks fine um and uh austin lost his sound and i don't know why i still have mine so um austin um i'm gonna message austin oh you're good okay weird yeah you just unplug and replug in your your headset if that happens yeah so yeah lots of xbox games right uh and so I like touching on some of them. Like I've played Grounded because it's on Game Pass now, um, like the early beta, and it's fun. It's fine. Uh, it's a survival game. Uh, but then it's seemingly, I think it was like the next week, or maybe it was a couple weeks later. But anyways, uh, soon after, Halo Infinite got delayed. Yeah, I think almost a month later. But yeah, there's a lot of backlash on animation specifically. From my understanding, that was one of the bigger things is people were just making fun of that brute shot that looked odd. <laughs> it just kind of looked Correct. off. And um, then, yeah, yeah. It, was it looked fine. nice, but... Mm-hmm. See, I think people were giving it too much shit for what it looked like like yeah sure the book oh, yeah. wasn't great oh there you are you're Hi. back i'm back Welcome. um yeah back. so i don't know um it looked fine to me it looked like a halo game 
And I yeah. don't which one, okay. Halo what Infinite. are we talking about? <laughs> Oh um, yeah. So I it looked bad. I think it looked awful. See, I didn't think it looked that bad. I thought it looked fine. And maybe I was maybe people were expecting like a photorealistic okay. halo. No, but... I wasn't expecting that. So my complaints with it were it looked fine, it looked fun, it looked like it played well. Uh my issues were it's literally talking about how it was the highest fidelity or whatever, and I literally see textures loading in the background. And the gun's textures weren't like, like nothing. I was like, you think I, I get you want to keep the look of Halo, but you can at least when you're saying how powerful your console is, I don't want mountains lo- loading in the background as you're looking sure. at. Sure, I think I think that actually that is a point that can be made considering this is the flagship game for this console, right? Like this I, is what I they're talking about. I just and didn't like, think uh, it looked looked uh where it needed to be i mean it looked, it looked like something gen. that would have yeah it looked right. like something yeah. that would have released five years ago mm-hmm. uh and which is you know i i talked about this um i don't know if it's on a podcast or youtube or something but saying i think microsoft choosing to do a dual release of this game with the one and the series x was going to hold back the series x which obviously it did and that's why they delayed it and now it's not even coming to the xbox one uh i wasn't I mean, aware that it ever was going to go. yeah to i didn't one. realize that either the what that it was coming to the one I thought it no, was, it was only coming, coming to no, it was gonna, Series X. No, it was coming. It was coming to the one because uh, it launched. It was going to launch a month before the one the oh, Xbox Series X came out. So that. the incentive was if you buy it for the Xbox One and you buy a Series X, you get the smart delivery for free, whatever, or you know you get it for free anyways. But uh, that was their incentive to get people to buy it before waiting for the Series X to come out. But then that's what I think what held them back is you're not building the game for the Series X. You're building it for the one and essentially trying to make it look better on the Series X. And that's why I don't think it looked great. And I think that's that's the criticism they got. And that's why they delayed it till next that's... year. And they canned the uh, Xbox One version of it. So it's only going to be Series X. I mean, that's so frankly, that's that's something that happens every single generation right like um every single generation jump goes in this i mean like i think the most recent example is look at uh you know breath of the wild it came out for the wii u and the switch uh and so it it takes that extra you know that that extra manpower to get both running and um i think Again, we're living in a pandemic world, um, right? And a lot of these people are working from home. Um, and by a lot, I think probably all of them. And so it's, you know, games take a lot of collaboration. So you would really need that extra manpower to be able to deliver to multiple consoles, right? And the fact that they can't pull together that manpower. Um, Stunning to me because, you know, Microsoft, it's their, it's their most popular like game franchise. Still, I mean, it's what Liddy started the Xbox. Sure, I don't know. I just find it, I still I just find it odd. I like, guess I'm not either. Like, I'm not surprised at all. Like, I think, I, I think we're going to see this with Sony as well. I, I like, I think that there's a lot of, Hey, 
we don't want to freak you out and saying that like the pandemic has really messed with some of our stuff but it has um especially in the game development world maybe in the the console development itself not so much but but realize like like the consoles have been developed in development for years right yeah um the games like are still in development and uh, frankly games uh, like most of the really big ones they are in development until the hour before it releases you know and so not being able to kind of have that security net of oh (laughs) we're gonna this is gonna sound terrible but we're gonna you know have our developers um you know living in tents in our offices for uh the the last week of the development cycle um i think they have to be realistic about that uh and so like i i think the delay was coming prior to this quote-unquote outrage of how halo infinite looked in that demo um i yeah, think maybe i mean i think maybe, maybe, maybe it's maybe just it, like i think maybe it's just secured this idea of okay like yeah we need to delay this game mm-hmm. so i think most games honestly most of the big budget triple a's are going to be delayed because we've already seen so. cyberpunk 2077 be delayed like 50 times you know yeah. Well, it's not going to come out till 2077 anyway. That's, so that's we, still, say, we still have 50, we have 57 years like game we actually launches. So right, that's Sade Project Red's like mo. They they do this yeah. with every game they touch. But, but like, I know we've discussed that before. So. I'd rather have a delay versus getting a crap game and then they have to like rush patches out and then sure you know it kills yeah. the game. And I I totally agree with that. I think where this story maybe hits a snag in that that idea is the fact that this is the launch title the solo launch title for this console um and so like i feel like we're we're gonna hit november right where we now know these consoles are releasing and there's gonna be absolutely no rush to get this or the playstation 5 because frankly there's well there's nothing coming out for them we don't know about the playstation yet because they haven't really announced anything we'll know we'll know what wednesday when they do their showcase uh coming up i'm well i know we'll get a release date we'll get a price we'll probably get the launch game which i'm gonna guess is horizon 2 uh forbidden west i I bet it doesn't happen I don't. I'm betting that's going to get delayed though, just because Gorilla has been pretty busy because they've had to do a ton of work to fix up their port, also because their PC port launched in a pretty bad state. Did it? According to most people, yeah, bad frame rates, like a lot of drops. It's locked at 30. Lots of weird stuff happened um, with it. But I mean, I think Ratchet and Clank's probably going to be a launch, like close to launch title. Uh, what else was in there? That's that? historical too. They, I think PS3 Ratchet and Clank was a launch title, and it, they might have had one close to launch. Of that's PS4 one of too. that's been one of Sony's strongest titles. Mm-hmm. I think that actually would be a console seller for people. Uh, for me personally, I would, I would, I would do it. So yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't feel that way. Um, but I, I, I don't have a history of Ratchet and Clank, well, so maybe that's and I, yeah. part of it. So, and I think with Halo being delayed, is it's it's going to hurt Xbox uh, 
the series x and s uh selling right away i think so i think or out of the gate playstation probably is going to outsell them uh sounds like they're going to match price with consoles anyways with them uh, so 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 here here are my thoughts on everything you just said um i think there's no doubt that playstation is going to outsell them i i and i don't think that there was a doubt coming into this i think if they, yeah. infinite was on launch day I don't think that that would change anything. Um, so, uh, and let's talk about a little bit of the specs of like what we know and why I've come to those conclusions. First of all, um, uh, the endless leakage that exists in the the Microsoft pipeline, I like. I feel really kind of bad about. Um, so, like for example, like there this morning. Um, their presentation uh their next video presentation got leaked and so like i feel bad about that but so like so the series s got leaked Leaked. we didn't we didn't know that there was gonna be this like obviously there were rumors and whatever but there was no official word that there was going to be a cheaper version of the series x released this year uh and so basically a picture came out that showed this console and all of the specs behind it and so microsoft like their their games account um on twitter posted the meme of like the i don't even know it's like the puppet that like like does the side eye right oh Um, yeah yeah so they they and then everybody was like are they gonna do it are they gonna do it and at like two o'clock in the morning they tweeted out the announcement of the series s um so what what is your takeaway on the for the series s we'll we'll get there so here's the specs first of all um so this uh, again leaks have happened here's everything we know about these consoles there is going to be an Xbox Series S for $299. It is going to run at 1440p. It is going to run up to 120 FPS. It's digital only. There is no optical drive. It comes with a 512 gigabyte SSD and um, 10 gigabytes of uh, GDDR6 RAM. Uh, and basically the difference, so it's going to run with the same uh, processor as the Series X, but it has a less powerful uh, graphics card. There's Then there is the Xbox Series X. Um, which if anybody was going to say that uh, there wasn't going to be confusion, just know that as soon as they announced this, the Xbox um, One X was trending on Twitter. (laughs) The Xbox Series X is going to be priced at $499. It is going to run at 4K up to 120 frames per second. It has a Blu-ray drive of one terabyte SSD, 16 gigabytes of GDDR6, uh, and obviously the better GPU. Uh, The size difference, I think, is where we need to focus on these things because the Series S is smaller than the PlayStation 4. Um, and 
I think that that is truly the most remarkable part of all of this uh, is so I was likely never going to buy a series X. Um, and because game pass, their commitment of having, uh, everything on PC and Xbox, uh, I just like, obviously the series X is not marketed towards me. The series S however, is something I totally foresee myself wanting as, uh, let's say I want to play games in a second area, right? This is going to make that possible. So at this point I can have a TV set up in another room with a console ready to go. Um, because 300 bucks, although, you know, expensive for me right now, really isn't that crazy of a console price. Like that's one of the cheaper prices for a launch of a console like period. Right. And, um, I think the only bummer is, is like, so like when I bought a TV, I bought a TV, I wanted it to run at 4k. Um, and so it sucks a little bit that like this wouldn't run at 4k, but also super understandable. Um, I think the series S totally makes sense. Um, now here is what I think Microsoft has kind of really done. That's great. Um, so with the Xbox all access, um, you can buy the console. So let's say you want a series X for $34 a month for 24 months. It's basically a financing program. So you pay that per month at the end of 24 months, you own a console. Um, but in addition, you are paying for game pass ultimate at the same time. Does that include gold with it? Yep. Or okay. So I, I think, I think, um, I'm, I think I'm understanding that they're kind of getting rid of that anyways. Um, Mm. and going pretty much game pass is your thing, right? Um, like that's going to give you quote unquote Xbox live gold, whatever that means now. So if you want an S, you can spend $24.99 a month. For 24 months, you get the console and you get Game Pass Ultimate. Game Pass Ultimate is what uh, also runs Game Pass on the PC. So think about like, I that's $15 a month. For an extra $10 a month, um, you know, after two years... I own a console. Uh, and I think that that's a pretty sweet deal. Uh, I can see what they're doing here. Uh, I don't think Xbox, their goal has ever been to sell consoles. And I think that they're proving that right here. I think they're trying to get you into their infrastructure, right? It's, they want you to get about, Game Pass. It's all about Game Pass. Um, I think this is this is the end for Xboxes. Uh, I don't think I so. Think I think, think so either. I don't think so. I think they're gonna. They're obviously always gonna have this option. Well, I, because, I think they're gonna they're gonna go the Stadia route. I think in the future, where you well, buy, <laughs> you don't buy a console, but you're gonna have you're gonna have to have Game Pass, and then you're just gonna stream everything you play. 
I think it's, sure. it's, it's the X, it's the X cloud that they're doing right now. Um, right. Well, and, and think, so that's another thing. Like you, like obviously, like you can now play these games on Android. <laughs> so that's what makes me think that this is going to be the last generation Xbox does a console, uh, especially if they actually finally you know get X cloud down. All you're going to need is a controller or a phone or you know a computer, and you're just going to stream everything. See, so, uh, the yeah. reason I think they'll, I just, keep, they'll keep the Xboxes going is, frankly, just to get people there, right? So you're still, like, you're, at this point, like, the Series X, um, you know, if you're a person who already has a PC, this console isn't for you. They still need mm-hmm. to kind of cater to that market of, okay, like, we have these people who buy FIFA and Madden every year, and that's all they do. Uh, here, like, here's this box for you. You're not our main money makers. Our main monkey money makers are going to be Game Pass um, and the Windows Store and stuff like that, right? And so that's where they're banking on. Uh, this is just so that they can get people inside of that. Uh, and so I think like they they will continue to release boxes just because they want to be able to get people into that right they want people in that network i think also just like streaming is always going to be rough as far as gaming goes at least until we have a better infrastructure for it because like i did the beta for xcloud and it has pretty heavy lag like at least a full second of input lag which wasn't like it's not optimal so if i can play somewhere else i will but so I think until there's something that actually deals with those like problems, because you can't multiplayer game on Stadia like you can, but it's, it's not great. Because mm-hmm. yeah, so I think there's always going to be a market for the Xbox. And honestly, with this new console, I think they're showing us the real route they're going to go. Because this is super accessible; like people can buy this. Like I had no interest in the Xbox. But after their announcement, I was like, oh, man, this is actually significantly nicer than I was expecting it to be, especially the Series S, the smaller mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So I have no motivation to get a Series X. But like the portability of the Series S and like its raw power for such a small, teeny, cheap console is insane to me. Like, frankly, the fact that like the idea of having something that I can throw into a backpack and take to a friend's house that is more powerful than the Switch um yeah i think is a is a huge thing you know like i used to carry my ps4 around all the time uh and this is smaller than that so i think there's something to be said about that um i think if anything this excites me about is sony going to try to match this right um that's what i want to see like i hope that um, sony sees well there, that and there's this, now a I think they will. So there's a rumor that they're going to launch. They said they're going to launch one of their consoles at a loss. And I'm assuming that mm. means the digital. Uh, every, every console launches at a loss. Well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. like more of a loss than they were planning on it because uh, I could see that being their high end PS five though. And just undercutting Microsoft by 50 bucks or something. I could see them doing that. Um, but I can see, I mean, I can see PlayStation five launching the same same price uh as the x series x and then i can see them sh- dropping down the digital to the 299 when they're probably going to originally sell it for 
you know, probably three, yeah, 350, 400. I can see them dropping it down to match price or even just, you know, maybe $50 more, but it's going to be at the same power as the, 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 uh, you know, the disc yeah, version. That, that's why I don't think they will drop it down as low is because it is the same power as the like regular PS five, just without the disc drive. So, and that's, that's why it's hard to compare that because, uh, the series X and the series S aren't the same console, whereas, mm-hmm. the the digital version and the sure. disc version of the PS five are the same console. So it's actually kind of a different argument there. Uh, I think I, they're, yeah, I think I'm more excited about, um, the idea of a financing plan. Yeah. I think that's really nice. Like if, I, I think if PS five does something like that. I'm getting it immediately. I'm probably yeah. still getting it immediately. Yeah, anyway, I mean, yeah, I was. That was but, my plan. So, I mean, I'm broke as hell. So, like, let's let's be real. Like, again, yeah, we live in a world. F- like we live in a COVID world, right? Mm-hmm. People are not doing as well as they were a year ago financially. Um, so, if you can create like a finance plan, especially one that has zero percent APR, like this. Um, that opens it to a whole new group of people, uh, that you didn't have before because, you know, right now for me, dropping $500 is going to be very, very hard. Uh, dropping 20 bucks a month isn't nearly as hard because I can spread that out, right? And I can budget for it better. So I think there's added Oh, I don't want to cut you off. But I think there's added bonuses to that too because if they do a finance plan that way, that means people are going to be willing to buy more like launch titles at launch. That, yeah, that's cuz they have significantly yep. more money left over. Uh but my thing is, are we going to get bundles uh, like we have in the past where you maybe get mm. two controllers, you get a game? Because I've seen no evidence of that. I mean, I, I bought my PS4 with two controllers and Battlefield 4. Am I going to be yeah. able to buy my PS5 with two controllers and, you know, uh, Ratchet and Clank or something? Uh, so that's that's mm. what I'm wondering. Because I'd be willing to maybe pay, you know, 600 bucks for a bundle where I get a game and a controller and end up saving about $50 overall versus just paying 500 bucks for a console, having to pay 70 bucks for a new controller, having to pay 70 bucks for a game. Um, so. Sure. Yeah. I, I think, I think the, the moral of the story is they have to cater to both of these, like these, like Austin mm-hmm. who has money um, and a job. Uh, and then me, who has not. I, I am an. I am what you call essential. So, <laughs> so I'm also categorized as essential, and I hate it. <laughs> Same. So, Can I get? Where's my? Where's my check for being an essential worker? As a as a thank you. Just kidding. You you should. But anyways, so um, let's move on because we only have a few minutes left. Um, and the, uh, there are a couple of things that I want to talk about. First of all, NVIDIA has announced the, the next uh, era of graphics cards with their 3000 series. Um, it's basically like uh, an upgrade from the 2000 uh, with just like better features, um, right? And so you can buy and a huge drop in price. So you can buy a 3070 for 499, a 3080 for 699 or if you really want to go for it and you have the most powerful largest computer you've 
ever seen in your life. You can buy the 3090 for $1,499 that runs 60 frames per second at 8K (laughs) and needs 350 watts of power. That's insane. You'd have to drop so much money for a monitor to appreciate all that in the first place. Well, yeah, you need an 8K monitor. Well, yeah. th- just imagine the computer you'd have to build just to build for that graphics card. You're going to need, you obviously, need... just starting with the power, you, but like the motherboard and... is going to be, have to be that. And Well, and so it takes up three slots on your motherboard. Oh, dang. It's, yeah, so you need a motherboard. That, a I think mine's only, I think my only has two uh, slots. I, you know, yeah, I only have two yeah. graphic card slots. Er, no, I have three. You probably have three, but your your graphic have, card only takes up two. Another slot. So no, I, I have two. I have two extras just sitting right there. I can see them. So who yeah. knows? So um, it's it's pretty wild. Uh, I will say, if the pandemic has given me anything, I am absolutely loving all of the presentations from people's homes. For example, the Nvidia presentation that happened in. Uh, the dude's kitchen and he literally turned around and said we've got something cooking opens the oven and pulls out this monstrosity of a card which is like probably the size of my torso you know um, if i had like just six grand lying around uh yeah. which i don't anymore uh for reasons uh I'd, yeah, I'd totally build a new PC. <laughs> I would say. And why not? Why not? I would say if we get another stimulus, all in. All in on 3090. I won't be able to power it. I won't be able to appreciate it. <laughs> Fucking going for it. YOLO. Just have um, it. Like, put it in a glass case. Like, So, uh, moving quickly on, um, uh, let's let's just run down the epic stuff because we need to we need to address this oh boy the battle of the tims has commenced um and you know between tim sweeney and tim cook i uh, my head is about to explode here's the timeline of events august 13th and remember so tim sweeney with epic has been fighting like has been like aggressively like Apple has a monopoly on their app store. Um, they should give more to the developers uh, than they do because they take a 30% cut of every sale. He's been saying that for years. August 13th, 2020. Epic released a direct payment option into Fortnite, meaning you could go to the Apple's app store and spend uh, more money for V Bucks, or you could go straight into Fortnite and spend less money on their V Bucks. Uh, this obviously violates the Apple's App Store guidelines and uh, also Google Play Store guidelines. Um, Apple promptly removed Fortnite from the App Store, to which Epic promptly filed an anti competitive uh, competition lawsuit against Apple. Okay. Um, and then released a parody of the famous Apple 1984 advertisement on YouTube and within Fortnite, the app itself. Hashtag free Fortnite uh, trends. 
Spotify announces their support for Epic in their endeavors, which, uh, fuck you, Spotify. Where's my camera? Um, Microsoft also. Well, we'll get there. So, because with the little amount that Spotify pays their artists, let's not even get into that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Google removed Fortnite, um, to which Epic also sues. This all happens on August 13th. It happens. Boom, 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 boom. Literally everybody was, was planning yeah, on this nice. happening. Um, the the ad that they released uh, with the 1984 parody, I think, makes me cringe to a level that I haven't cringed in a very, very long time. Uh, and uh, if you want to uh, militarize or call the arms a group... 10 year old kids playing uh fortnite on their parents cell phone probably isn't the group i'm going for but anyways moving forward august 17th a few days later um apple revoked epic's developer account this means they cannot develop the unreal engine meaning If you use the Unreal Engine to release an app on the Apple Store, uh, your support is going away. This is a lot of indie developers, right? This is, I think, the biggest deal out of everything that they've done right then, right? And then a few days later, August 23rd, Microsoft announced their support of Epic Games. And let's be real, Microsoft has been the target of uh, anti-competition from Apple before, right? Um, when they bundled Internet Explorer with their machine with uh, my, with uh, Windows, they they got sued for creating a monopoly by Apple. This is all just a giant like like uh, circle jerk of all these companies, anyways, yeah. right? Um, and then August twenty fourth, a temporary restraining order was filed against. Uh, uh, basically blocking Apple from removing Epic's dev tools. Um, and then September 8th, Apple has uh, countersued Epic um, for damages. Fortnite is still not on uh, Google Play or the Apple App Store. It's just a giant nightmare. Um, basically, so I have very little sympathy for, uh, corporations fighting each other right now. Um, like there's something about seeing, uh, millionaires who, uh, are fighting each other and screaming at each other over, uh, competition and, uh, app store guidelines and stuff like that, that honestly doesn't speak to me right now. especially so and here's the thing so like epic knew what they were doing obviously um and they knew exactly when they were doing it because remember this is the same week that um apple facebook uh google and google and was it was it twitter was it twitter no, it was uh, so. it wasn't Twitter. It was Apple, Google, Facebook, and somebody else. Was it Amazon? 
You're right. It was Amazon. It's Bezos. Bezos. Uh huh. So they they had to present in front of Congress, um, basically like talking about like competition and all this stuff. And it's just I just loved that you know the ask. I think it's the Google guy for Google. It's China. Blah blah blah. Oh, I have no knowledge. And then Jeff Bezos. I have no knowledge. And Mark Zuckerberg's like. Well, yeah, China takes our information. Like, are you guys stupid? <laughs> it's just like, Mark, you're not supposed to say that. It yeah. just cracked me up. I thought it was like they, like, they well, got duh, past. They got past the robot that is Mark Zuckerberg, and he's just like, well, yeah, of course, China takes our information. <laughs> like, what a nightmare! China. Oh, hilarious! Uh, that was a, a fun moment for me. I, I enjoy stuff like that, so it was just kind of cracked me up. Yeah, but the, the Battle of the Tims, um, I'm just kind of seeing how it plays out because uh, obviously there there can be some good behind uh, giving developers more of a cut when they put stuff on the iOS store. Um, I just how- don't see why it's a big deal. Why, you know, it's something, it's a service that Epic is providing. If you go through their webpage to buy it, why does Apple have to care? So that's the thing. So if they were going through their website, Apple wouldn't say a thing. It's through the yeah. app. This is how Spotify gets around it, right? So if you are on your Apple device, you don't enter payment information on the app. It takes you to a website in which you can manage your subscription okay. because if it was on the app, they would be violating the app store. Right. It's again, millionaires fighting each other. Uh, I think like the, again, the thing is, is like getting to the point where, okay, we are giving more money to developers is a good thing, right? This has been Tim Sweeney's thing for a long time. You know, that's why the Epic store is, is what it is. So, uh, who knows, who knows what this means, what it'll, what will happen, what will come of it. Um, it's just really fascinating to watch. So, um, I want to throw that in. Finally, let's end on some good news. Let's end on some happy things. Um, you know, it's Mario's 31st anniversary, 35th, whatever I just said out of my mouth was not a word. (laughs) It's, uh, 30th, 3rd, 33rd. Um, so uh, along with this, they have announced uh, Super Mario 3D All-Stars, uh, which is a follow-up to Super Mario All-Stars, uh, which is going to include uh, Super Mario 64. Uh, it doesn't look like really anything's changed about that one. They're releasing Sunshine as well, which um, is getting a update of course you've already pre-ordered it and galaxy um and be here friday one only though only one right and so uh this happens september 18th just a few days away um and unhappens on march 31st they are pulling the disney vault and they are locking them back up as of march 31st um, Which so is, I mean, in it's five a weird thing, or ten more years, they can re-release them again. Yeah, the, the yeah, but it's just kind of interesting thing because I, it's gonna because they're because they're doing that, it's just gonna sell so well. Uh, so, and so I saw good. some uh, an online retailer complaining about it today, saying that they have not like they're basically taken it off sale because Nintendo isn't providing them enough copies to fulfill everything. Mm-hmm. So it's what really- we're seeing. 
is what happened with the the nes and the snes classic right this is yep. nintendo's yeah. thing they just continued it's it. totally Anyways. it's gonna be sold out instantly the physical also i just like think that. it's ridiculous that they're doing the like digital limited time too see it's that insane. one i don't understand yeah it's like why can't, you, why can't you keep buying the digital version of it uh right. versus the physical copy i've it's heard like, yeah it's it's i've just heard in, they're gonna resell it individually like package each game separately digitally after this but who knows it's zeros and ones it's literally control c control v right um this isn't like you're making a brand new product like i feel like the limited time release of a digital cons like content is insane speaking of which just as we've always said nintendo somehow just doesn't seem to understand they do they do everything they know they know yeah they they know exactly what they're doing right um and speaking of limited time super mario brothers 35 which is a battle royale in the super mario universe um kind of like kirby's drop onto an island kind of like um tetris we call this uh, back in it's tetris 99 yeah it's like tetris 99 where basically you you run super mario brothers levels um with uh 34 other people and as you kill things it gets thrown onto other people's screen right and stuff it, it looks neat it looks fine but it's a limited time release is and it a then, digital only game or is it yeah that's digital only um okay, super mario 3d world uh which is the um whatever the handheld the nintendo ds version of super mario 3d world uh is coming to switch uh with some updated things more content that's on february 21st they're releasing a game and watch oh yeah i saw that which makes me want to have an aneurysm um but a game and what great game and watch it's game like an old console. So yeah, so it was one style. of their early, yeah, it was one of their really early handhelds. Um, that's also a clock. That's the the watch part of it. Okay, cool, fun. I'm all I'm, so I'm all in. Just kidding. If you play Smash, the Game and Watch um, level of it is based off of the Game and Watch. Game and Watch, I okay. guess, is a character in Smash, yeah. right? Okay. Um, he, he's the one who flips the pancakes. That yep. was a Game and Watch game. Um, Got and it. The final part of that that whole thing is their Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, which is yeah. like a, in augmented reality. Like you 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 set up tracks around your home and then do like RC car races because if um their cardboard uh stuff didn't work well oh enough my gosh. Here labo whoa i loved watching people try to play breath of the wild on their cardboard it was super funny it's good it's a good time that's all i've got for the the mario 35th anniversary um obviously the the big I- thing coming out of this is the 3d all-stars right we do uh, have a rumor, though, uh, according from developers for Nintendo, that Nintendo's asking them to make their games in 4K. Uh, rumors of a no. new higher-powered Switch. Again, like we've been hearing these rumors for the past like year, maybe two. 
So it's getting so, stronger now. It yes. won't be this year, though, definitely. No, I think it's going to be, uh, I think, March, when when the Switch lost, launched Probably. in 2017, March. I think it's going to be March 2021, uh, which is super cool with me, because I will definitely buy a How new powerful Switch. I play my Switch, I think, more than anything at the moment. So, Out of consoles, I use it. Less than PC, but more than my PS. I think I think I think the last three, two, three months, I've put more hours into my Switch than uh, mostly anything I've been playing. So I just I, like it so much more. I haven't and if I could, it and if I could I get, of, uh, well, and and the room, there's two rumors also floating with the Switch. Real quick before we end, that uh, PlayStation Remote Play and Xbox Game Pass might show up on the Switch. Mm. at some point in the switch's lifetime which i am all for because that would be just tits right there so i yeah. don't have to, i literally could play anything i want on my switch i feel like <laughs> that's nice. that's really like really far like i like, yeah I, I don't know how much i would like really look into that um but you did remind me real quick um if game pass wasn't good enough it's now includes ea play yeah. Oh yeah. I forgot about that too. Yeah. True. Which I forgot about that as well. Blows me away. I never Cut need to open games. I never need to open Origin ever again in my life. Well, it'll still run in the background, I'm sure, whenever you're playing something cuz that's what they did with their Steam releases, but yeah, well, Origins is disappear. The, the yeah, the fact that they've like so aggressively like distanced themselves from Origin, I I I bet it goes away really quickly. I hope so. So yeah, I think as a story did it. failure, but yeah, yeah, we yeah, did it. Happened. We did it. We made it. We made it. What an hour and a half? No, hmm. almost two. Almost two. Yeah. So yeah. Um, there's a lot of going on, uh, you know, the, the industry is starting to pick up, up, you know, it's Madden has released, uh, oh my God. it's the start. That's the start back kind of mark. So, um, yeah. So, you know, video games will be coming out for better or for worse. Um, from Soon, this point like forward now, like, like this month, it's a happening. Uh, Marvel's uh, Avengers already came out are a changing. Marvel's Avengers just came out the other day, and apparently it's like okay, <laughs> which is what I'd expect from a yeah Avengers game. Let's be let's be completely honest. Honestly, even more that... from an Avengers game licensed and made by Square Enix. Square, so, yeah, yeah. I think I, I heard that the campaign is actually a lot better than it probably should be. Well, they said they said the biggest issue is the multiplayer and then the post-game grinding of course yeah so. the end game is supposed to be comparatively horrible to anthem so Great yeah <laughs> exactly all right well that's like i think we can end it there i think that that's a good spot to stop uh, especially because austin yeah. needs to leave um so i do i do so it's probably a good 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 thing uh thank you jason for oh just kidding <laughs> um i did Bye, i did get a text from jason jason is okay um he is fine he just needed a break and i understand uh so uh thanks everybody for listening watching commenting being a part of life um living everything right um 
you can follow us uh, on the Twitters, on the Facebooks, on the Instagrams. Uh, all of that is Dry Spell Radio. In real life, I'll give you my address if you really, really care to follow please, find me. Please um, don't follow please me. Please don't actually. Yeah, don't do that. As uh, who, Why is that person staring at my window? So anyways, um, oh, yeah. Sh- should, I, should I delete my tweet? Yes, please. Uh, so uh, you don't even know where I live. So, um, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for... Uh, for following and watching and listening uh and yeah we will be back i'm sure at some point uh who knows uh thank you jeremy for joining us this week thanks for having me i always appreciate your your commentary so uh yeah so i, uh, I enjoyed it it was it and was also good. Good playing heroes of the storm the other day oh yeah yeah <laughs> maybe next time we <laughs> We'll have a two-second segment on Heroes of the Storm, which is still a game, apparently. So yeah, yeah. I thought, that game, I thought it died. It um, kind of did, but also didn't. Dryspellradio.com. We'll be back eventually. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>